Welcome home to the sanctuary, a place of rest for the broken and weary, where you can let go, cause you're fully known. Bye forever, Daddy. Oh, how we love you so. I know it's time to feel Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. Hello, my name is Kayla Rosa, and some of you may know me. Today, I want to tell you about my old school, but first, I want to tell you a story. So, my cousins, Anakin, Sammy, my sister, Jalen, and I were playing in the basement. We were making a lot of noise, and Theo Freddy had enough and got so mad that he threw us out of the basement. And he said, go home, and I thought we are home. At my old school, I was bullied because they were calling my mommy fat, and it really hurt my feelings. I told my mommy what happened, and she said that we are made different, but that God loves us no matter what we look like. And... I end with this in Psalms 139, verses 13 and 14 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully, wonderfully made. Your words are wonderful. I know that full well. Amen. God, I thank you. I thank you for a young woman who has learned, God, that she has been created in her, in your, you have created her in her innermost being, God. I thank you, Lord, that she will not be silent, Lord, by a bully, Lord, because she knows that you created her for a purpose, for a plan. I thank you, Lord, that while it took years for her to begin to speak, she began by boldly declaring it in front of a whole congregation, Lord God. So, Father, I thank you for your purposes and plans for our children over their lives, God, whether they're in school, whether they walk on the streets, God, wherever they go, Lord, I thank you that they know that they are special, that you are with them, that the, your power is inside of them, oh God. So bless them, Lord, and I thank you, God, for Kayla, Lord, for everything you're doing in and through her, and in your precious name I pray, amen. Would you turn to somebody and say, it's good to be in the house this morning. Amen. Kayla, you rocked it. Yeah. Amen. Anybody ready for the word again? I mean, no, we can't get enough of the word. Amen. 
Well, all right. I want to bring up, you guys know I do not bring many, very many people to this pulpit. Not that I'm greedy, but I, 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 I value it and I treasure it and, and I believe it has to be protected. Amen? And so today, it's an honor for me to bring up a brother of mine. We've been brothers for a few years now. We've gotten to know each other. We've spent time together. We've prayed together, wept together, encouraged one another together. And so please welcome to, to the sanctuary this morning, Pastor Ray Serrano. Praise God. Praise the Lord, church. Come on. We serve a living God, not a dead God. Amen? He is so awesome this morning. The praise and worship just took you into his presence. And then to see all these children just working for the Lord. They don't have to wait till they're 16, 18, 21 they're already learning their place in the kingdom of God. And that is an awesome thing. If you raise up your children in the ways of the Lord, they will not depart. And these beautiful children are just learning the importance of being part of a body. And to know that this church already has a future because of these children. Amen? Amen? They are the future church already working today. And I am just so elated to see what God is doing in this house. It is an honor, a privilege to be here this morning. If I can tell you a secret, I love your pastor. He is a man of God. He loves the word. And with Pastor George, what you see is what you get. And how many know we need that nowadays? We don't need some pretty face, some good-looking clothes. We need to see someone and know that what we see is what we get. There's too many facades. There's too many things going on in this world. And just to see a man of God just worship and love people is just to see the image of God all over him. Amen? Amen? Can we stand up for the reading of his word this morning? I'm going to begin with Psalms 91. Before I read the word, I just want to tell you, I'm going to go through a lot of scripture today. Just take a pen, write the scriptures down. I have nothing to offer you. But the word of God, it's full of life. It's full of deliverance. It's full of strength. It's full of encouragement. So this is all I'm bringing to you today. And I want to encourage you folks to just dive into this word. Because truly, no matter what you're going through today, no matter what you're going through tomorrow, this word will give you so much strength, so much encouragement, so much power to live the life that he's called you to live. Because you are victorious in Christ Jesus. You don't have to wait to be victorious. If Jesus is in your life, you're already victorious. You just need to see the victory that you're in. 
so that you can walk in that victory. And today we're going to see that when we take refuge in the Lord, we can walk in that victory. Amen? Psalms 91, beginning from verse 1. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terrors of night, nor the, arrow of the, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plagues that destroy us at midday. A thousand may fall at your, right, at your side, ten thousand at your right side, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked if you make the most high your dwelling even the lord who is who is my refuge then no harm will befall you no disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways they will lift you up in your hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. And honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. God bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we want to thank you this morning, O oh God. Lord, truly we can leave already, my God. And know that your presence would mightily felt here, my God. Truly you bring comfort and peace to your people, my God. Lord, what an honor and a privilege, oh God, to be in your presence, my God, to bask in you, my God, this morning. Lord, we came here one way, my God, but Lord, we don't want to leave here the same, oh God. We want to leave here full and encouraged, my God. We want to leave here renewed and restored, oh God. Not because I say so, my God, but because your word says so, oh God. And we know that in your word we can find much needed strength, oh God. To walk the good walk, oh God. To run the good race, oh God. So Lord, we pray, oh God, that no matter what's going on in our life today, my God, that we would put all those things to the side, my God. That we would sit here, my God, hungry, my God ready to eat of your word, my God. Lord, we pray that you would speak to our hearts, my God. We pray that we would live in the victory that we already have in Christ Jesus, oh God. For your glory, your honor, 
We pray and we ask these things in Jesus' name. And the people of the Lord said, praise God. You may be seated, church. How many here today are going through one thing or another in their life? Praise God. I'm in the right church. Because if I went into a church that no one raised their hands, then I came into a perfect church. And an imperfect person like me walks into a perfect church, I'm going to ruin that church. Amen? So I thank God that I'm sitting with a bunch of folks that don't have it together, but knows who has it together. Amen? Amen. This psalm has no known author. This psalm is believed, but cannot for sure by scholars be attributed to Moses. The only reason they attributed to Moses is because Psalms 90 was written by him. And is, he's known to be the author. But Psalms 91 does not have an author. Or does have an author, but we don't know exactly who is the author. So the scholars attribute it to him because normally in scripture, when they don't have an author... They attribute it to the one who wrote the previous one, which was Moses. And they feel that he wrote this when he was going through the wilderness with the people of Israel. But how many know that this psalm can be attributed to all of us today? It begins with, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Folks, in order for someone to find strength and peace, we need to dwell in His presence. Too many times we go elsewhere to dwell and we don't find the right answers we're looking for. But as people of God, this psalmist knew where he needed to run and find refuge. He knew where to dwell and abide. Because when we dwell and abide in Him, we are changed. We are not the same. We will find peace in the midst of our storm. Does this mean when we find refuge in him, all our problems go away? Huh, church? No. When we find refuge in him, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of your struggle, you will find peace that surpasses all understanding. You know... In the word of God, John 15, 5, he says, remain in me and I in you. 
Remain in me and I in you. If we remain in God, in Jesus Christ, we will find the strength to run this race, folks. You and I have done enough by running it on our own. We've made messes with our finances. We've made messes with our homes. We've made messes with our children. We've made messes with our marriages. But you see, when you dwell and when you abide in God, you need to be still. And that is a place where most of us have trouble. We don't know how to be still. Because when you're still, that is a place of trust. When you abide and when you wait, that is a place of, you know what? I am not moving to the left or to the right until the Lord gives me direction. Folks, we're probably where we're at because we don't sit and dwell in his presence. When we sit and dwell in God's presence, we find peace. If we go to 1 Samuel 2, 1 Samuel 22, forgive me. David left Garth, escaped to the cave of Adullam. When his brothers and his father's household heard of it, they went down to him there. All those who were in distress or in debt, discontent, gathered around him. He became their leader, about 400 men. From there, David went to Mizpah and in Moab and said to the king of Moab, Would you let my father and mother come and stay with you until I learn what God will do for me? David was being chased by King Saul. King Saul was very jealous of the anointing upon David's life. David was called many years prior to that when Samuel the prophet anointed him and set him apart. You see, David was tending to sheep when he was called, when he was anointed, but then he went right back to tending to sheep. Many of times, we try to make things work and all we do is make a mess of the situation that we're in. But David didn't do that. David rested upon the Lord. David knew his place, but he didn't have to go out there and make and take his place. He did what the Lord told him to do. And when people around him got jealous and were moved and wanted to come around against him, he went to a cave to be still and to dwell in the presence of the Lord, to look for direction. And church, many times we are going through things and we forget to be still and know that he is God. We forget that the victory is already won in Christ Jesus. 
We need to let go and let God. When we dwell in his presence, we will find peace in him. As I was preparing for this message, going through the internet, there's a website called Life Without Limbs. And there's this young man, 26 years old. He has no arms and he has no legs. And he's on fire for the Lord. When I observed how this young man was so on fire for the Lord, born without arms, born without legs, he jokes. He does things I can't do. He jumps off a diving board. He knows how to surf. That made me think of what I am going through. To compare it to that and know that he can live a life without arms, without legs, and he can have the joy of the Lord in everything that he, he goes around the world preaching the gospel, sharing his testimony, and children and adults are coming to the Lord. And he said that if I was born for the sake of one soul, I am happy and satisfied. And we look at our closets and we have three pairs of shoes and we complain that it's not enough. Right, my brother? Or we have a 1998 car and we desire a 2008, 2009 Lexus. When we dwell in his presence, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you have, the peace of the Lord will be your strength. It's in his presence that we have everything we need, church. The rest is gravy. If we found Jesus, we find all that we need. He is Jehovah Jireh, the provider. Why do we need to go buy that lotto ticket? When we have the one that created the heavens and the earth and everything in it. I'm sorry. It's hot. <laughs> Psalms 91 again. He will cover you with his feathers, verse 4, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. This is the NIV. But in the New American Standard, in the King James, it says his truth and his faithfulness. His truth and his faithfulness. 
if we're going to depend upon ourselves, you can hang it up and check out. Because it ain't going to be enough. You can hide in him in the midst of your trials. In 1988, Yellowstone Park. How many know Yellowstone Park? Who lives in Yellowstone Park? Come on. Who lives in Yellowstone Park? Yogi Bear. For those older folks in the house, 70s, 80s, I'm showing a little my age here. What was his favorite saying? Hey, boo boo. <laughs> hey, boo boo. <laughs> In 1988, Yellowstone Park had a big fire that destroyed a lot of the park. After the fire was turned off, the rangers trekked up the mountains and throughout the whole park to see and assess the damage that was taking place in that park. And one of the rangers came across a big tree and at the bottom of that tree, he found the bird completely burnt over. It was a horrible sight for him to see. So he was so curious of this bird that was burnt that he took a stick and turned it over. And as soon as he turned that bird over, three little chicks came out. Alive and well. It made me think of the God that I serve and we serve church. That when we hide in him, we are covered. That no matter what fire comes our way, no matter what trial hits us, the blood of Christ is over us. And to know that we can find shelter, we can find refuge under his wings. Amen? The book of Daniel. Chapter 3, beginning at 16. How many know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we, even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. A little below verse 19, 
He ordered the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. A little below verse 22. The flames of fire consume the soldiers that were putting them in there. When God has your back, when God covers you, nothing can touch you, folks. Nothing can touch you. Everything that is tempted to touch you has to go before him first and ask. When Nebuchadnezzar saw that the furnace was seven times higher and that his soldiers were burnt, but when he looked thin, not only did he see three, but he saw four in the furnace. That reminded me that whatever I am going through today, that fourth one, Jesus Christ, will cover me and protect me and give me the strength that I need. Folks, we need to hold on to Jesus on a daily basis. We need to go under his covering because under his covering, we are safe. Under his covering, we are protected. He died on that cross even when we didn't deserve his dying for us. When we were dead in our transgressions, he died for us. We were deep knee into our sins. And he decided that he loves us so much that he wanted to die for us on that cross so that his blood, hallelujah, would cover a multitude of sins and we can spend eternity with him. This is the God that we serve today. This is the God in whom we put our trust. When we dwell in his presence, we will find peace. When we dwell in his presence, we will be protected. When we dwell in his presence, we will find courage. Church, we need to walk in that courage. We need to let the world know that the reason we're alive and walking today is because of his great mercy and love upon our lives. Some of us should have been dead by now. Some of us have been healed. Some of us have been restored. But his mercy and his grace covers us. And the world needs to see that, yeah, we ain't got it all together. We ain't got it all together, but we serve a God that has it all together. And when we find 
our dwelling place in him, he will give us the peace. He will protect us. He will give us the courage we need to be the victorious Christians that we are today. My third story is Joshua. Chapter 1. I'll start at verse 5. No one will be able to stand up against you. All the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. This is God talking to Joshua. Moses wasn't able to go into the promised land. Joshua had to take over and lead the people. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to your forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Church, I cannot stress more to you that as we walk this walk in Jesus Christ, we need not turn to the left or to the right. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ because when we keep our eyes on Christ, he'll lead you in the right path. And too many times our ears get tickled and people impress us. And we start going to the left and to the right. When his word tells us, do not turn from it to the right or to the left. That you may have, so, so that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let the book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Church, I don't know what you're going through today. But I know each and every one of us are going through one thing or another. Some of us, our marriages are not doing too good. Some of us, our children, our teens, are just bringing us to tears with what they're doing. Some of us are sick in body or have loved ones that are sick in body. We're all going through one thing or another. And I thank the Lord God Almighty that we can find courage 
in his word that we can find strength to help us to move forward. He said, do not let the law that Moses gave us depart from you. When we take this word and put it in us, we're able to do immeasurably above all that you can ever think or do. Where you feel today that you're not going to make it, that it's too tough, that you'll never get out of that debt, that the problem that you're in is too big of a mess to get out of. For you it might be impossible, but for the God that you serve, it is not impossible. There's nothing too big or too small for him to handle. You see, the problem is that if we don't get into this, we don't find our strength. We don't have our ammunition to walk in the victory that God has called us to walk in. You know that this word says, no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Not some weapons, no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. You know that this word says, nothing will ever separate you from the love of God. Nothing will separate you. Nothing. Church, nothing will separate you from his love. No matter what you've done. No matter what you're going through. It might seem hopeless for you, but for Jesus Christ, nothing is hopeless. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He always was. From the beginning, he was crucified. Before the foundations of the earth, he was crucified. We were the apple of his eye before he even created us, church. And if we are the apple of his eye, what makes you think, hallelujah, what makes you think that he doesn't want to get in your situation, that he doesn't want to take over your situation, that he doesn't want to give you the victory over your situation? You see, if we don't sit and dwell in his presence, we're not going to see it, church. We need to sit and be still. We need to see him at work around us. We don't need to fight his battles. He fights his own battles. He has called us to be prosperous and victorious. And I'm not talking about money prosperous. I'm talking about Jesus prosperous. Because when we're prosperous in him, it's all covered, church. What you're going through is nothing for him. He loves you so much. So much that he was willing to die on the cross for you. And I don't know about you. I know that I didn't deserve to die for. 
So if he died for me, when I didn't deserve that someone die for, what makes you think that your big or little situation that you're going through is not already taken care of? He made a way where there seemed to be no way. He loves you, folks. And I'm here to remind you that if we be still in his presence, if we take refuge in him, he is faithful. He will not leave you the same. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Do you see the way we pick up a, a baby and we wrap him in our arms? The Boca Chicas, when they take their grandchild and they wrap them in their arms, I remember seeing the dedication over the internet. Thank the Lord for streamline. Amen. And I saw the whole family come up here. And I saw the love that they had for that grandchild. And for the new family member. What do you think of the Lord does to us when he wraps us in his arms? When he looks at us and says, you know what? I love you in spite of yourself. I love you. No matter what you've done, I love you. Church, he loves you. He loves you so much today that we need to be reminded of that love because this world just occupies our time and our mind and we get so busy at work and we get so busy with the family but we need to be reminded of his love he loves you so much that he wants to wrap you in his arms and when he wraps you in his arms he doesn't want to leave you the same there's a change that takes place there's a dying of us and a living of him He wants to live in you. He wants you to walk in victory. But you have to let him. You have to rest there. And let him change you with his love. When you sit in his presence, you will find peace. When you sit in his presence, you will be protected. When you sit in his presence, you will find courage. I want you to close your eyes, church. And just listen to this song. And ask the Lord to wrap you in his arms. 
And after the song is done, we're just going to take a few minutes to pray for anyone that needs strength and courage to go on this week. We're not even going to worry about next month. We'll just worry about this week. And then next week we'll find more courage to run that race.